G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. A lady in Spain who doesn't have her faith, uh, no background of faith, and she came across us on Facebook. And fast forward, she made a decision to become a Christian, and she's now thinking of becoming baptised. And that's the reality. It's not necessarily physical distance anymore. She's in Spain, we're in Australia. So really that digital mission opportunity is there. The Story. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, our guest today is once again online pastor Steve Fogg from Crossway Baptist Church in Melbourne. He's sharing his journey to becoming a pioneer in the area of digital church media in Australia. Last time, we heard how he began attending a Bible study in Melbourne after growing up with virtually no church background in the UK. Then we heard how he became a Christian and was called into ministry, but not the type of ministry he had expected. He began as a communications director at Crossway and about the time social media was coming into its own. Now today we'll hear how he eventually becomes an online pastor. Also, he has plenty to share about the impact digital media will have on the church in the future. Once again, Steve Fogg is chatting with Eric Scadabo in our Melbourne studios. So we discovered, I guess, the power of social media. Mm-hmm. And really, that, that journey is my curiosity, uh, naturally creative, so curious, um, that how could we leverage social media for the gospel? And this is kind of when Facebook was first out, and it was it's very much, you know, I, I would love to share with the world what I learned in church, mm. for real. Yeah. How could we amplify that to mm. not just take down those cultural preconceptions that mm. everybody else, I would imagine, would have who don't go to church, who've never been to church, maybe culture saying one thing about the church. How could we share the gospel? Because it, if we think about that time, the reality was the gatekeepers of culture were the media. And speaking of secular media, they're largely biased against yeah. the Christian message yeah. and Christianity. Yeah, at best neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With individuals in the in in the media or people mm-hmm. of faith in the media, you mm-hmm. have some allies, yeah, for sure. But generally speaking, it can be a little bit more negative. But now with social media, if I'm understanding you correctly, you don't have to go through the regular mainstream media. Correct. You could just have a Facebook post and other digital ways of reaching yeah. people. Yeah, and you know, one of the things we discovered really that social media back in the day, if you think around 2010. And, and Crossways Facebook presence was growing very rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember starting with a couple of hundred followers on Facebook for our church, and now we've got 150,000 followers. Wow. Followers on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but we would create content, um, scripture posts, very, very simple encouragement for people. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, they would start in Australia and they get shared around the world. We'd wow. get 60, 70, 100,000 views. Yeah, now that's the thing that just kind of blows your mind, right? Yeah. Because it used to be you had a local church and you tried to reach your community, maybe knock on some doors. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're doing these posts that are being shared 
in Bengali, I don't know, <laughs> wherever, you know, Canada, yeah. South America, anywhere that somebody wants to have Christian content. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, often it would be unchurched people seeing the content, which meant they always didn't agree with you, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that still happens yeah, today. That's part that's, of it. That's part of the, mm-hmm. the digital mission that we're on. Interactive. It's not yeah, just one way. It's very much two-way communication. I remember one post in particular on um, St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day, you know, stereotypically, again, is all about, you know... Green. Green, <laughs> four-leaf clovers yeah, and leprechauns, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I created a post that, you know, St. Patrick's Day isn't all about green beer, four-leaf clovers and leprechauns. It's actually about one man that wanted to reach a whole country for Jesus. Ah, very good. And just a, a, a little kind of thought-provoking statement. About the historical figure. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, that, that was one of the posts. Really interestingly, went viral. Uh, went around the world, but especially in Ireland. Is that right? Yeah, so Ireland oh, also was seen by 50,000 people in Ireland. And I just, it was that moment where the epiphany happened, and it was like, oh, now I'm really seeing mm-hmm. the opportunity for us, but not really connecting it. Okay, we've got these little bits of content that we can put out there, be seen by people, but what does it mean to have a conversation about faith? What does it mean for it to be more of a two-way conversation mm-hmm. where people can chat with people mm-hmm. people can actually pray with people we weren't quite there mm-hmm. at that time yeah yeah and then kind of in that in that towards 2010 and beyond i started to just hear about some churches starting to do something called online church or church online now back then correct me if i'm wrong but it was more for like people who couldn't come to church physically or just an, another option for people? Yeah, I, I would predominantly say it was a, a handful of churches that were doing it, mm-hmm. like literally around the world. Mm-hmm. And it probably was a, a bit of the tip of the spear in the sense of seeing the opportunity for that digital mission that, yes, there would be people who would not go to church for some reason that one weekend and watch online. But really the feedback I was getting from churches were, this is an incredible vehicle for digital mission mm-hmm. and for me all of a sudden I'm, i was looking at strategically saying hold on a second this might be the answer to the question i've been thinking with social media mm-hmm. where we can actually get someone to get prayer mm-hmm. for someone to experience christ for someone to make a decision for mm-hmm. jesus and again it's still very early days video mm-hmm. was very yeah new mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. it's still very expensive to stream mm-hmm. at that time and so you know, I, I watched it for about a year and, and connected with the churches who were doing it. And just one day, I just remember the conversation with my senior pastor, uh, Pastor Dale, walking into his office. I said, I, th- I think we need to do church online. And he kind of looks at me and goes, tell me more about that. And mm-hmm. explained the concept, mm-hmm. showed him. And he said, I think I think we should, you should write a, a paper for the board mm-hmm. and we should talk to the board about it. So six months later... The board had already approved it. So now, were you thinking, oh, this is just for members of our congregation in case they can't get to church? No. Or were you thinking no, Absolutely. Worldwide? No, this is, this is uh, absolute digital evangelism. Absolutely. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in so the world. So you had the big picture right, right from the The big start. picture was we okay. can use this for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we can – if you think historically through the ages, the way church has – always happened it's changed mm-hmm. slowly over time mm-hmm. if you think you know back to the parish model let's say where people used to walk to church and it was a parish because that 
the mode of transport there was to walk. You know, if yeah, you think yeah. about it, that next phase where you probably drive to church, and the churches became more regional in nature. Really, this next phase is really just a digital uh, next phase of what church can look like. You still have your in-person church, but online church is really that next phase where it's easier for people to find out about mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't replace that, that face-to-face conversation that people might have with their friends or still have uh, an invitation to church, but very much the the low-hanging opportunity mm-hmm. of it is for someone to come to faith. Mm-hmm. So can I share, share a story? Oh, of course. Yeah, sure. So uh, just one example. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lady in Spain who doesn't have a faith, uh, no background of faith, and we we obviously have our online church, our online campus, and she, she came across us on Facebook. And um, fast forward, she made a decision to become a Christian, and she's now thinking of becoming baptized. Oh, fantastic! And and that's the reality. It, it's not necessarily physical distance mm-hmm. uh, anymore. She's in Spain. We're in Australia. Uh, I'm able to chat with her. I'm able to talk with her. I'm able to pray with her, and we're able to. You know, she's able to do our our baptism preparation because wow. it's all online. Yeah, and yeah, why wow. not? Right. So wow. So really, though, that digital mission opportunity is is there, and and it's not just a Sunday service. You know, Sunday service is a part of that exploration mm-hmm. of faith, mm-hmm. just like I had coming along to Crossway, mm-hmm. experiencing it for the first time. There are so many people that are exploring the big questions of life online. Mm, yeah. So if you think about that every single week, there are over half a million people that search along the, the question, does God exist? Mm. They're looking for answers to the big questions of we life. We know that because of Google searches. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Google searches. And, yeah. and part of what we do is actually we want to intercept those people who are searching for that because yeah. we want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with them about faith. Uh, and another question people ask online is, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. They are searching for who Jesus really was. Mm-hmm. And again, we use every digital tactic we can use to get in front of them yeah. and help have a conversation about who Jesus was. Because that's my heart is really, I want them to have the same experience that I had mm-hmm. where the culture's not getting in the way. They get to experience Jesus up close and personally mm-hmm. in their own lives, whether that's reading the Bible for themselves, whether that's watching a service and it being communicated through a message for themselves. That's really the heart and the vision behind why we do online. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with online pastor Steve Fogg from Crossway Baptist Church in Melbourne. Steve's sharing his journey to becoming a pioneer in the area of communications and digital church media in Australia. We'll hear more of Steve's story when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. 
Our guest today is once again Steve Fogg, who's originally from England. Before the break, we heard how Steve went from being a communications director for one of Australia's largest churches to being that church's online pastor. Next, Steve breaks down exactly how online church ministry works and also takes a look at the future and where this is all heading. Steve's chatting with Eric Scudabo. So how does it work? So they watch something, they come across something on Facebook. Might be, yeah, Facebook, uh, through Google search, through YouTube, mm-hmm. through uh, TikTok even. We've started a TikTok channel, believe oh, it or okay. not. There are no dancing pastors on there, <laughs> I promise. Okay, very good. <laughs> um, but really, but if it worked. <laughs> but it, it works as a, as a venue, um, a channel of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at some point, they make contact with you? You have like yeah, email or how abso- do they contact absolutely, you? Absolutely, absolutely. So... They can dive into the chat while the service is going on. Oh, live. We've got, uh, live they chat. can send us prayer requests. Mm-hmm. We've got live prayer if they want to be able yeah. to pray with, in a service context. Um, during the week, people are messaging me through Facebook. Uh, I got an email this morning from someone that lives in California, actually, oh, okay. Kim. Mm-hmm. And Kim's been watching us for some time, and he finally got brave and stepped out of the what I call digital lurking oh, okay. in, in, into the public kind of, hey, I'm Kim, I'm from yeah. California, and I watch you every week, and I'd like to become a member. So, really? So, you know, you've got that kind of declaration that happens. And so really in that kind of idea of what a church is and, you know, technology is really just a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Digital is just the vehicle mm-hmm. to make ministry, mm-hmm. to do ministry, really. Um, so we are married to the mission. We are married to the gospel getting out, but we date the strategy of how we do that. Mm-hmm. So we need to be flexible in our methods, mm-hmm. just like we have been with a church like Crossway, just like you are with radio. Mm-hmm. The methods need to uh, be adaptable. And just like you're probably going out on digital and we might mm-hmm. cut a piece of content up for later on or something like mm-hmm. that. Really, that, that stuff is being done. I know nothing about it, but I know it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the reality, right? So, um, But the, it's just a vehicle because we want people to discover who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And that's really the heart behind it. It's really just for now, the vehicle for now. Mm-hmm. In 20 years' time, I'm sure we're going to be wearing goggles or we're going to be wearing glasses and we're going to be in some sort of augmented reality world where we'll need to... Oh, you are a thinker. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think about these things. <laughs> yeah, we'll need to be in some sort of adaptive... Oh, we, we could attend church in some digital alternative world or what would what, that be called, you know, where people have these glasses on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, already now, every major digital kingdom, as I call them, hmm. Google, yeah. Facebook... Meta, as it's known now, yeah. um, Microsoft, are all developing VR goggles, which will then become glasses, like mm-hmm. you and I would wear, uh, where we will have something called virtual reality and augmented reality. That's the term I was searching yep. for. So you could be in your home, in your living room, yeah. but virtually having these glasses on, being in a congregation of a thousand, worshiping the Lord. Yeah, so... so Already now, there's a church in the United States called VR Church. VR Church oh, is, wow. is, yeah, so just to blow everybody's mind a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Uh, VR Church lives oh, in, my mind. <laughs> in virtual reality. So what that means is everyone looks like an animation okay. through the goggles. So it's not real, okay. but it's it's uh, personas. So it's like cartoon. Yeah, like cartoon or, or stylized uh, computer image of what they make themselves look like, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit wild and wonderful. 
But again, these are people. Yeah, kind of different. Yeah, <laughs> but very different. Yeah. But also, these are people who have genuine questions of faith. Mm-hmm. So that mission field looks very different. Which again, we're just using technology mm-hmm. to serve the mission. And so there are churches out there who are doing their church service in virtual reality. They're doing their uh, small groups in so virtual reality. So wait a second. Reality. Wait a second. So instead of seeing the pastor, a live human being, I'm seeing like a cartoon version of him. Yeah, you'd see, and then uh, it's actually him. Yeah, talking in real time. Yeah, so uh, it might be a screen at, at the moment. The technology is it might be a screen of a video, mm-hmm. so that'll look real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people are around who are watching it are kind of um, yeah. A, a so these version. these are people all over the world who yep. have goggles on as well. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. So again, it's not quite commercialized yet. It's not millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's, it's thousands there. of yeah. people, thousands. Wow, yep. okay. and it's people who are genuinely exploring faith. And one of the wonderful things about online, even for us, uh, uh, Crossway, and methods that we use is people are very transparent very quickly. Is that right? So it's it's not like and it's same in VR, same same for my world. It's it's people the the social niceties that we have here face to face online. People just get straight to the point. Oh, is that right? I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Can you pray for me? Hmm. I have... Um, no chit-chat, just right to the point. Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, um, a young man that contacted me because he was suffering from profound addiction. Hmm. Profound addiction. And there was no 15-minute conversation to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me with this? And I reached out to churches where he was located. Mm-hmm. Uh, in another state in Australia, and we got him help for his addiction. Hmm, that's so fantastic. It, it, it's really just a vehicle for ministry, whether it's that. Whether but it's that's a, a snapshot of what you do every day. People every are regularly contacting you from all over the world. Every Local um, questions, yeah. problems. Yeah, questions, problems. Every pastoral conversation that you have um, in real life, you'll have online, except it seems to be accelerated hmm. in terms of people feel – connected to the point where they there's that invisible wall mm-hmm. where they feel like they can have an honest conversation mm-hmm. with you and it's again we're 100% private we don't share the information well with yeah anybody. that's another advantage you have anonymity whereas somebody like well I don't want to admit to somebody I have such and such embarrassing problem but if I can remain anonymous I can share all my problems. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because often they're not anonymous. That so I can see who they are. Okay, um, so I know their name. Sometimes I met them in real life if they're local, mm-hmm. but often not. Um, but it, it's that sense of they feel safe, mm-hmm. and we create an environment where we want people to mm-hmm. feel safe. Because mm-hmm. if you, I, I'd want to pray for someone. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel safe and know that it's a hundred percent confidential. We're not going to share this with the world. Only if they want to share it with some other people, mm-hmm. then we'll share it. Mm-hmm. But that's r- the reality that both online and in person, we really want that kind of that safe space for people mm-hmm. to take steps of faith. And sometimes you actually pick up the phone and call people? Rarely. Yeah, rarely, oh, okay. ra- rarely uh, calling, calling, but we might do a Facebook Messenger call. Oh, okay. We might do a WhatsApp call. Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we might do. Uh, I'm too old fashioned. Yeah. So a, a Zoom call. Even, yeah, oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, very, very old school Zoom. Yeah. But we, all kinds of different ways to talk to people. So whether it's um, someone in Hong Kong who contacted me this week, they want to get connected into a community. Hmm. And, and again, they're exploring faith. Mm. And okay, sure. People are searching all over, all over, 
every single minute of every single day, the harvest is plenty. That digital harvest yeah. is there. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're interested in digital mission and you've got a passion to reach people, just like on radio, just mm-hmm. like on TV. Mm-hmm. We're all in it together mm-hmm. to reach people for Jesus. And, you know, really, that's my heart. I'm mm-hmm. an evangelist yeah. at yeah. heart. Now, getting back to your story, unfortunately, we're running out of time here. But how did it go once you started to do this? Yeah, well, becoming a Christian has changed my world. Mm-hmm. Um, reading the Bible. Uh, so I'm a, a tragic mammal. Uh, what does that the, mean? A mammal is a middle-aged man in Lycra. So I love cycling. <laughs> And so I'm at that age where I need to do exercise, and so I can, I, and I get up at, um, ridiculously early, and uh, so I read my Bible before that. I share my thoughts with our online community. I go for a bike ride in the morning. Wow! So, so my life is very different. I, I can honestly say that Jesus has transformed my life in a way that I would never have expected, mm-hmm. and He can do it for anyone who's listening today. Anyone who's listening today, if they're open mm-hmm. to actually encountering Jesus, to reading the Bible, to getting into a relationship with others, to help them explore faith, that's that's available for everybody. Mm-hmm. I was shown the way, yep. mm-hmm. that just so as it happens, by my wife mm-hmm. and by a community of faith around me. Mm-hmm. And again, with the pandemic happening, there's a lot of people who… Yeah, that's they, a whole other topic where… Yeah. You know, suddenly everybody was on Zoom. Yeah. I mean, I'm having conversations and interviews with uh, 80-year-old little old ladies who are now on Zoom conversations. Oh, I lead my Bible study via Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just kind of changed everything. Yeah. How did it change your world? I, I, it changed it in, in not not as big as you think. It's because we were already doing online ministry. So the reality is Crossway was perfectly placed for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um but in, in terms of the tens of thousands of churches that weren't, for me personally, it just meant that for the – I remember in March 2020, um, the reality of really lots of churches contacted me saying, help. And after three weeks, I realized that, oh, my goodness, this problem is so much bigger than me mm-hmm. spending one-on-one time with people. So I need to get everyone that I know who's in digital ministry, and we need to help. So four weeks later, something called the Church Online Summit was born. Uh, we we're just trying to provide a free resource for people uh, that they could go along to and um, just get some help with the basics, like mm-hmm. how do you set up a camera, mm-hmm. how do you do audio, how do you suddenly do everybody had to become suddenly, experts at this. overnight, yeah, like yeah. literally around the world. The scale that a lot of people don't realize it was boggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we went from just the idea of doing something together to doing it in a month mm. uh, online and we had four and a half thousand churches so probably about 10,000 people in total attend this online summit for mm-hmm. just to learn the basics mm-hmm. of digital ministry and I've done that every year since mm-hmm. just to serve the capital C church around the world just mm-hmm. to help people where they're at yeah. because digital mission isn't going away mm-hmm. and that's really the reality is that we're in this new digital age and churches wherever they are big, small all have a part to play in furthering the cause of Jesus online. And that's really the heart behind why we did it. But also another reason was for the few of us that have been doing it for a while, we didn't want to burn out. Mm. So we oh, wanted yeah. to spread, yeah. spread that load in terms of the, the available time. And, you know, a lot of churches have actually unfortunately stopped doing it. And, and they're missing out on the opportunity because people are 
much more likely to explore faith online mm. than come to your church physically. Is that right? Much more likely. That's going to be their starting point. So if you think about a church on mission, yes, tick. Most churches mm-hmm. would agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. But the reality is people will check you out online first before they come along. Mm. And I had one story of one of my online hosts who, who manages our chat. Uh, he invited a Sikh man along to our church, mm-hmm. and the Sikh man said, oh, I'm not going to go to your church. I'm a Sikh man. Yeah. Um, and it was more his fear than actually mm-hmm. what was at church. Mm-hmm. And so the, the host invited him to our church online, and he attended. Mm-hmm. And he said he felt the presence of God there. Oh, wow. So that, that's really just kind of one Yeah kind of example yeah. another example is an older couple one day uh, on a Tuesday morning I remember it well they walked into church and they're kind of looking at the ceiling you know when they're kind of kind of you can tell they're new yeah yeah looking around right? like looking around mm. and and it's just okay walked over them hi I'm Pastor Steve how are you can I help you and I said oh, yeah we've been you know just driving by and we thought we'd come and check you out so we we sat down had a bit of a, a conversation and they basically kind of turned to me at one point in the conversation and said, we think we know you. Do we know you from huh. somewhere? And I said, yeah, I'm the online pastor for the for the church. We saw you online. Oh. Ah, we saw you online. And that was the moment for them, which was they've been checking us out online. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now they're brave enough to come and actually check us out in person. And that's the low-hanging fruit mm. that is there yeah. for every church and every community of faith. Yeah. So now, as nice as it is, not to diminish what you're doing, but we still want people to physically attend church. We absolutely want people to experience, and I'd, if they can, if they can yeah. define church as a, a community of believers mm-hmm. coming yeah. together, whatever shape or size that is. Mm-hmm. So let's not fall into the stereotype that church is a building. Let's fall into the stereotype that the church is the people of God, mm-hmm. the family of God. It's about people. Mm-hmm. So there are people, like one of our members of our congregation, who lives in the Shetland Islands wow. on the west coast of Scotland, Yeah, and she calls Crossway her home church. Really? Because she finds a community, community, mm-hmm. now this is online, Yeah, okay, and, and she experiences church, she's got mm-hmm. a disability, mm-hmm. so for her it's not an option, mm-hmm. okay. and she lives yep. in the middle of literally nowhere. So she doesn't have that option, physically not capable. Mm-hmm. There'll be people with all kinds of disabilities. Mm-hmm. It's the only option for yeah. yeah. So what we wanted to do is facilitate that community with them, mm-hmm. alongside them. So it's not just a viewing experience that mm-hmm. they actually, they can read the Bible with someone, they can pray with someone, they can grow in their discipleship mm-hmm. with someone. And it just so happens that the vehicle is online. Wow. Well, you have gone on quite an amazing journey from that having a church background at all to being revolutionary, a pioneer in the online church movement. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Oh, it's great to be here. Well, that was part two of Eric Scatterbo's conversation with online pastor Steve Fogg from Crossway Baptist Church in Melbourne. Steve shared with us his journey of coming from an unchurched background in the UK to being a pioneer in the area of digital church media in Australia. To contact Steve and to find out more about his ministry, you can go to his church's website. It's crossway.org.au. Once again, that's crossway.org.au. 
www.sbs.com.au. Finally, we'll end today with this Bible verse from the book of Acts. Jesus said to his disciples, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, that is still our mission as Christians today, to share about Jesus to the ends of the earth. But now with digital media, there are going to be new and creative ways of going about this. These are exciting times we live in, full of tremendous opportunities to help those who are searching for answers to life's big questions all over the world. And it's up to us as Christians to meet these new challenges and to be flexible enough to adapt to these new possibilities, both as individuals and collectively as a church. I pray that we rise up to meet this challenge. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of Steve Fogg's story and his fascinating look into the future. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.